Music Raygun, the world's only ad-free, patron-free, network-free podcast. I'm Paul Ciampanelli. I'm Kirk Pinchon. And this is the podcast where we pick a music-related topic, then we watch video clips about that topic. And if you go to musicraygun.com, you can check out our video playlist to watch all the clips we talk about. Right, Kirk? Yeah, and that's free, too. It's all free. Yeah. No ads. We just give shit away. We're the only one left. Because we are the only ones that care. Yeah. Yeah. Because we haven't sold out. Nope. Never. Because no one's offered to buy us. Yet. 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 It's going to happen. Oh, any minute. We have literally tens of subscribers. Oh, man. Yeah. Everything's coming up Paul Kirk. Uh, anyone who listened to last week's mini episode knows that Kirk has a birthday coming up. Yay! little behind the scenes, everybody. Yeah. We record the minis and the regular episodes at the same time. No, oh, the magic is blown. Oh, I blew the fourth Shit. wall to pieces. That's also why we have a very special guest here. Katie Willard Yay! is our guest. She didn't leave. It's only been like three minutes since we finished the mini episode. We did listen to Saturday in the Park by Chicago. That's right. If you want to know why, go back and listen to last week's mini episode. There you go. Look at that. But the reason Katie's here is because Kirk's birthday is coming up. We wanted to do something special. Very sweet. Celebrate Craig. And also to celebrate Craig, the theme of this episode is what? It is smooth jazz. It is indeed. This is your category. <laughs> this is my life. What that means is that Kirk picked all the videos <laughs> we're going to watch. You curated yep. the entire episode. I curated. Katie and I have no idea no, what we're in for. I am going to take you on an emotional journey. Well, let's talk about the roots of this a little bit. Let's we talk have, about the roots We've talked about it. this before yeah, in the past. The three of us, we all used to work together at a company to remain unnamed. <laughs> uh, but we had a tradition... When we all worked there. Yes. That, Kirk, you started. Because yes. our editor-in-chief, who also shall remain nameless, uh, had a stereo system linked up in his yes. office. He had a turntable and a stereo that could pipe the music into the writer's bullpen. Yes. And so you wanted to start a tradition, which was what? Smooth Jazz Friday. Smooth Jazz Friday. You so would bring in a I vinyl record. Bring in a vinyl, and around 11 o'clock, yeah. I would play a Smooth Jazz. Originally, I did it, and then... Uh, for a couple weeks, I stopped uh-huh. because I got really nervous that I was like encroaching on people. Yes, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, I shouldn't do this anymore. It's just like becoming about me, and I'm not going to do it." And then, like one day, of all people, Hannah was like, "Why aren't you bringing the vinyl back? <laughs> Why aren't you doing?" It? I was like, yeah. "Oh, no, no, I'll do it, I'll do it." And then it just became a big thing. I, I don't remember that happening. Yeah, I was a couple. It was like two weeks where I didn't bring anything yeah. in, and then I was like, "Wait, why aren't you playing anything?" Hannah rules. Yeah. yeah. And then Congratulations, I was like, Hannah. She just graduated. Graduated from oh, graduate school. Graduate yeah. school. <laughs> and so and I was like, oh, you used to go? She's like, yeah, we also want to hear it. And I was like, oh, my God, I'll start bringing it in. So In my memory, everyone loved it. And if anyone didn't, they did exactly what they were supposed to do, which was shut the fuck up. Because <laughs> it was like, what, 20 minutes at most? Yeah, and in my memory, you said 11 o'clock, but I, I in my memory, it was, it was like, right like right first thing yeah, in the morning right at like 8 a.m. Oh, right. We kind of right. like when everyone got there, but before people really started working. That's right. You know? Yeah, that is correct. Yeah. yeah. That so, is correct. again, if it bothered anyone, who cares? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and they didn't, they weren't shitty about it. No, no, yeah. we're shitty about it. Yeah. It was, we it really, was delightful. We really uh, found the joy wherever we could in that job. I really. Well, we all really enjoyed each other, and I think if... Surely there were people there who weren't into smooth jazz. But we yes. celebrated But we each made other. it a tradition. Yes. It was a thing. And it, it, it made me very happy. Yes. It was all yes. great camaraderie. It there. was great camaraderie. Yes. And uh, I uh, I love the smooth jazz. Yeah. 
Yes. Do you want to say anything else about your history with smooth jazz? Or I, you am, so I have a little nope. thing. I have a little oh, thing okay. that I usually don't read from, but uh, I love smooth jazz. Smooth jazz has always been a part of my life. It comes from my dad. Um, oh, I didn't. Yeah, he was the one that got me into smooth. My dad played saxophone. Oh shit! Uh, yeah, and he had a band. I'm going to say he was in maybe early college. The greatest name ever called the Continentals. Yeah. And uh, I, I, there's a picture at my house of him playing saxophone with the band. And he loved uh, jazz. And, you know, it was the 70s and early 80s. And he got into smooth jazz. And mm-hmm. it just kind of became a part of my life. Yeah. And then so I was always listening to it. So, no, what I'm going to read is the beginnings of smooth jazz. This is real quick. Because people are always like, what the fuck is smooth jazz? Oh, this is like an article that you This is an article from oh. Earworm. So, it uh, traces the history of the form back to Grover Washington Jr., CTI Records, and other artists like Wes Montgomery. While Miles Davis was exploring difficult sonic textures, no duh, uh, jazz headed into free improv territory, splitting from tonality in much the same split as befell classical music. I don't know what that part means. What emerged was something closer to R&B and soul with improvised melodies over the top. That's what I really like. That's mm-hmm. part. Mm-hmm. Uh, but here's the interesting part. Smooth jazz only became a thing when marketing stepped in. As freeform stations were bought out by corporations, market research firms targeted audiences with focus groups. It was in one of those groups that a woman described the music like George Benson and Bob James as smooth jazz and the name stuck. Wow. Well, she was very savvy because it is perfect description. That woman probably was paid no money for that conversation. No, no, not at all. So some, um, some marketing guy was like, that's what it's called now. I'm sure if it was a focus group, they got like a voucher for a free hot dog at the yeah, food yeah, court yeah. or something yes. like that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But that's the that's how uh, it became so because there wasn't a name for it. It was just a form of jazz and R and B mixed together. Yeah, I think a lot of people when they hear smooth jazz think of like Kenny G. That's all they think of, yeah. or really like dentist offices, sort yeah. of like super super light jazz. Yeah. But it's really more like R and B pop jazz. It's yeah. not. It's not strictly Kenny G. No, and yeah. I understand people. Can shit on Kenny G. All and you like Kenny G. I don't like Kenny yeah, G. Yeah. I saw him in concert when I was like 19. Right. He was delightful. Yeah. He's not one of my favorites. I, I joke, but it is the truth. I like his earlier stuff because it's funkier. Right. Right. Well, we we, uh, we did 20 minutes on the video for Doctor's Orders. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Which is kind of funky. One of the best videos I've made. One of the best videos we've ever done. Yes. Um, so, yeah. The, the stuff that we're going to do now is mostly, uh, for all you smooth jazz fans out there, you're going to be like, no duh, Kirk. Uh, so there's a lot of hits in here, but there's a lot of uh, stuff that's one-offs. And uh, we're going to go on a journey. All right. And uh, light some jasmine-scented candles. And Yes. Everybody listening, <laughs> pause your podcast right now. If you have a scented candle in the house, go get you it. You really should. Because right this shit here. is really smooth. Yeah. 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 Um, and we're going to start off with what uh, I believe is the... I'm calling this, uh, this is the Nirvana Nevermind of smooth jazz. Well, the article you just quoted from credited Grover yes. Washington Jr. with kicking it off. Yes, he kicked it off. Yeah. He has an album. Have you guys know Wine Light? No. Is that the one with just the two just of us? Just the two on of it? us. Yeah, 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 you know yeah. the song Just the yeah, Two of yeah. Us? Yeah. Okay, so Just the Two of Us is off of Wine Light, which was a huge album. And it is the epitome That's of the Nevermind of. It's literally, jazz. if someone goes up, if someone from the future was like, 
hey, what's grunge? And you gave them Nevermind. You would do that with Smooth Jazz. I don't consider Nevermind grunge, but your point is taken. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I wasn't going to name Pearl I'd probably Jam. give them a Mud Honey album. No, or... don't be that guy. We'll do that on the don't grunge episode. That guy. We'll do it on the grunge The grunge episode. episode I won't be a part of? Yeah, he'll be so yeah. much. <laughs> I don't think... I, Nirvana isn't actually grunge, but that's an argument for another episode. <laughs> or Kirk just sits there during the episode with his right. arms crossed. Dude, they just happen to be from... Washington and we're on Sub Pop, but they weren't actually <laughs> But we're talking oh, about smooth talking jazz about today. Smooth jazz now. But this is like the definitive smooth jazz album from mm-hmm. 1980. And this is how smooth jazz it is. This is an iconic album. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to show you the album cover and you're just going to go, yeah. That's I know the album cover. I have my oh, eyes closed. Shit. It's, it's two. <laughs> is it two flutes of champagne or glasses no, of white wine? Well. It's a glass of white wine. A Softly lit, right, and behind it is a saxophone lying sax. on its side. They put yes. some some Vaseline on that lens. Yes, they I did. thought it was two glasses, maybe one with yes. like a lipstick stain on it. But that's just my but that's, imagination. That's what this album is all about. Right? <laughs> it's it's, what it maybe that's on the back cover of the. Album. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, just the two of us was the big song from this. Right. We're not playing that. No, I am playing the second song off the album because there's only six songs on the album. Uh-huh. It's called "Let It Flow." Parentheses. For Dr. J. So that's part of the song. Yes, this song oh, was Oh, I written, thought it was a video no, for... Okay. This because, song was written for Dr. J. Yeah, as I look at the title of the YouTube video, I thought, is this one of those things where a YouTuber made a compilation of Dr. Yeah. J clips and set it to a Grover Washington song? They did. But the song has nothing to do with Dr. No, J. No, it <laughs> Yes. Grover but, Washington but, was a huge Philadelphia yeah. 76ers fan. Okay. Loved, Dr. J was huge at the time. Right. So he's like, here's a song for Dr. J. Well, let's watch. And this is just a clip of Doctor, the history of Dr. J, mm-hmm. which makes me happy because it's basketball and smooth jazz, two loves of my life. Ooh. Yeah. This, this gets real funky. funky. This is what, funky. Where, what's the ranking of basketball, smooth jazz, and Anne? Oh, that's not fair. Uh, <laughs> I mean, smooth jazz comes first. Yeah. Yeah. And it will be second. After smooth jazz, yeah, after smooth okay. jazz, and then your kids. And then, and then, <laughs> well, then basketball, then my kids. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, and there's Dr. J. Duncan on Bill Walton. Yeah. Too happy. So, it's gonna kick in any second now. Um, ooh. Yeah. ooh. Smooth me out, girl. Yes. This is what this whole album is like. This. Nice. Wow. Uh, Paul just made a jumper yeah. with his trash. That was brilliant. A very good shot. Um, How tall was Dr. J? Dr. J was probably six, Holy seven. Shit. And this was before. Oh, let's talk basketball. Sure. Um, I have nothing to contribute. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I do, but go ahead. This was just, and this was unheard of. This was like, they yeah. never did a song for a, for a basketball player. Yeah. Um, and this is before basketball was really a big thing. <laughs> um, I got to stop watching because I just love it. Um, but this album was really influential. This was the album, and Grover Washington was the guy who people were like, oh, you can do this? Mm-hmm. You can have, like, kind of pop, R&B, and jazz together? Yeah. Well, here's David Sanborn, and here's Kenny G, and here's Boney James, and here's he all these other guys. The door. I never, I knew, I know who Grover Washington is, yeah. but I didn't realize he was credit, credited as, like, the pioneer of smooth He really was. He started out, he's like a session player, yeah. and did all these things, and then he had this one song called Mr. Magic. Which you know, you just mm-hmm. probably don't know the name of it. It's real funky. Uh, if you've ever seen uh, Tim Meadows' Ladies' Man, uh-huh. it's in there. Okay. And uh, that song has was is said to have influenced go-go music. Oh. Wow. From yeah. DC, you mean? Yeah. Like EU? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And here's Dr. J punching Larry Bird. 
<laughs> yeah, this this YouTube clip is hilarious because the music is great, the action sports clips are great, they go real weird together. Yeah, they get real weird. Two great tastes that yes. taste weird together. And there's yeah. several shots of, of Larry Bird getting punched by Dr. J. Which well, I don't care, as a New Englander, like, I don't him. care for that. Yeah, I don't care for it. I love it. Um, this also reminds me of, I've talked about the NBA Superstars video I yes. had growing up, where they did this exact thing. They set pop music to compilation clips of yes. NBA players. And there is a Dr. J uh, you know, series of clips yeah. on there, but I can't remember the music they sent it to. Oh, yeah. I'll have to clarify that in a future video. Yes, Kareem, this is like on when he retired, they got on a rocking chair, they got Dr. J a rocking chair. I love Kareem. When did he retire? Uh, he retired probably like 80, he won this title in 83. Yeah. So he probably retired in 85, 86. Because he's just a little before my time. because he, 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 he started in the ABA, which was the league before it. Right. And then when the ABA merged in the NBA, he came in. So he's already kind of... He was like the first NBA legend. Yeah, to come out of the ABA, yeah. Right, but, I, you know, I grew up in the 80s where it was more about Larry Legend and Magic yeah, and the next came, wave of... That was the yeah. next wave. The uh, Dr. J was the transition between them. Right. And so Grover was a fan, and so he, uh, he wrote a song for Dr. J. But yeah, Wine Light is like the gold standard of smooth jazz albums. I listen to that album probably once a month. I'm going to listen to it tomorrow at work. It's real From good. beginning to end, I'm going to listen to Wine Light. I mean, it's, it's only six songs. Each song is like seven minutes long. Yeah. 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 I could all listen to it. Uh, probably not on the drive home, though, because I feel like I'll fall asleep. <laughs> but you like know, in you, a good way. It won't energize you? No, I'll be swaying back and oh, forth. Yeah. Just get in the groove. Put on a robe. <laughs> yeah, you gotta wear a robe. Pour a light goblet a, of Chablis. Maybe light a cocaine laced cigarette. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, yeah. because you know what? You want to? You don't want to be too coked out. No, be a no, just a out. little. Yeah, yeah. What just, they call an Israeli cigarette? What's it called in Russian doll? Oh yeah. Oh, is that what it was? Cocaine laced yeah. pot? I thought it was. Yeah. No, it was, it was special P- K. Special K. Spe- oh, it was, it was? It was a joint laced with special K. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, totally. But, she, but they originally thought it was cocaine. She thought it was cocaine. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Guys, watch Russian Doll. Russian Doll is the official TV show before. of yeah. this podcast. Such a great okay. show. Best yeah. use of Alone Again or ever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the Nilsson. I don't know if yes. I told you, but Kurt loves. Apparently, Harry I love Nilsson. Apparently, I love Harry Nilsson. I knew there was a song. That song is fucking great. I knew there was one that you liked because Harry Nilsson is so varied throughout his career. Something's got to hit. Had no idea that was him, and I was. I thought they wrote it for the show. Yeah. So good. So good. It's great. Okay. All right. Up next. next? You don't think you know this. I don't think I don't think I even know this artist. This is Bobby Caldwell doing What You Won't Do for Love. Mm -hmm. This is um, Jamie Lannister song. (laughs) (laughs) This is from 1978. This is uh, What year was Wine Lights? Wine Light was 1980. 80. Okay. So this is like a precursor. Precursor. Proto smooth. Yes. So this is you're gonna feel that this is a little more R and B-ish. But this is was this was and is played on smooth jazz stations forever. Huh. This is like if you were a classic rock station, you play Hotel California, you would play. Okay. I hate to use Hotel California because we all know the Eagles blow. Right. Um, <laughs> but that's kind of what it's like. Yeah. It's such a gold standard. Okay. Uh, before we continue, don't tell me how I'm going to feel. You're going to feel, and don't tell me what I already know. <laughs> they saw. But, no, I just. So you're the captain of this. You show. are going to go. I will feel that way. You you're going to hear this and go. Well, first of all, it's been sampled by someone very famous, so you'll probably hear that. Okay. okay. And when you hear this, you're going to go. 
that's the guy that sings this fucking song. So <laughs> oh, there's there's lyrics to this. Oh yeah, this is a this is an actual like song. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Song, song. Smooth jazz is great, but it's not actually music. <laughs> it doesn't really count. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this, I, I can't place what it is, but it sounds like this is like the bumper music for a game show or something. Like, so just you can't see the Bobby Caldwell because he's in the dark. Right. Wait till he comes out. And I'm going to be surprised with his physical appearance yes. based on his voice? Yes. Okay. <laughs> That's Bobby Caldwell. He looks like a cross between Harry Nelson and Chuck Mangione. Yeah. This... <laughs> If you look, if you go on YouTube and watch this video, yeah. all the comments are like, like "This guy's what? white." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he is. This was played not only white, this. but a was fucking not, dork. Was he not mentioned in the in the uh, uh, Chappelle's race draft? I feel oh, like yeah, he, maybe was he was one was. of the people that oh, like the black he? delegation yes. takes Bobby Caldwell. Yeah. Oh, he was, see yeah. that joke would have sailed over my head because I don't know who he is. <laughs> this is uh, this is his biggest hit. Yeah, this is. Uh, this is a staple on R&B and smooth jazz. Sure. Uh, if you're wondering who sampled it, Tupac did. Yeah. This is a Tupac song. song. For you do what you want to for love. No, which song uh, does he sample? What song does he do? I thought it's the, yeah. Can, I, I don't was, know yeah. Tupac that well. I'm from the East Coast. I stand big. You stand big. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you'll know it was a huge hit. I can't remember what he calls it, but the cor- he uses this chorus in uh, in his rap. So oh, so he just lifts the chorus. Yeah. Okay. So this was. Uh, Bobby Caldwell wrote and produced and did all the instruments in this. Yeah. This was his one big hit. He then he wrote for a bunch of people. He wrote for like Boss Skaggs and that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, Boss and Boss Skaggs apparently was like, "Hey Bobby, you should just keep writing for people. Yeah, do that." And yeah. so Bobby Caldwell was like, "Yeah, I should do that." So he never really did more pop stuff and owned the publishing. <laughs> yes, he did write uh, Amy Grant and Peter Cetera's "Next Time I Fall in Love." Ooh. Oh my god! Yeah, and he's written a bunch of stuff. So and he's that, probably oh, doing real well. Yeah. well. Okay, so Do For Love is the Tupac song. Yes. But the one that I know this from is AJ Nothing But A Number by oh, yeah. Leah. Yes. Uh, you were going to see a theme throughout of this that a lot of the stuff I chose got sampled by a lot of people. Yeah. Now, did anyone who sampled him not die? <laughs> well, DJ Jazzy Jeff is Maybe alive. it's the curse yes. of Bobby Caldwell. Maybe. Oh, okay, okay. So nowadays... He's like he does like jazz standards. Yeah, he like tours doing just classic jazz standards and is real big into Sinatra and oh, stuff like Tupac that. Tupac sampled him twice. What was the other one? This song twice. Uh, Do for love and then heaven ain't hard to find. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So, but this is really the only Bobby Caldwell song that people know. This is the big one. This is the big one. Yeah. It's constantly played. This is one of those wherever, whenever I hear this, I'm like, everyone, shut up. <laughs> just. Let and the video is just him performing it, but he looks real goofy with that hat. He's real. The hat goofy. was not a great idea. No. Nope. He's a real goofy looking guy, yeah. and that's why like all the comments are like, "I can't believe this guy sang yeah. what you won't do for love." Well, but that like was a real look. It was like a Chuck Mangione look. It was uh, who's the guy who does uh, Escape? Rupert, uh, Rupert Holmes. Holmes. Yeah, that real kind of light seventies beardy, but just this smooth groovy voice coming yeah. out of it, and yeah. just this groove. Yeah, yeah, white dorks were like real smooth for for a while yeah, there. That, they had a moment. It's the yacht rock thing and the yeah. smooth jazz thing. Yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, so you know that one. And I love this next. Oh uh, yes, this one. We've I, talked about him before. You have talked about him before? on the show. Yeah, featured. About, featured him we're talking about George Benson. Hell yeah! Because you can't have a smooth jazz 
episode without George Benson. Well, you, guitar isn't the first instrument you think of when you think of smooth jazz. Which is interesting because there's a fair amount of guitar. Up there. Yeah. And George Benson is <clears throat> one of the best. He's one of the best. And this is his classic breezing. Not breezing. Breezing. No, no, breezing. Just breezing. And this Sweet. is straight up just comatose in a good way of like so – it's almost too smooth. I feel like – I'm familiar with the title, but I can't... If I know the music, I can't place it. Oh, you're going to hear it immediately. Go, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is from The Old Grey Whistle yes, Test in 1977. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a little bit different from the last band we watched. <laughs> yeah. Is that Old the Todd Rundgren one? Yeah, I'm a Todd Rundgren yes. episode. We watched a clip from Old Grey Whistle Test. Uh, it was New York Dolls. That's right. It's pretty much the opposite. This is the yeah. exact opposite. Which, which lets you know how awesome a show The Old Grey Whistle yeah, Test right? must have been. Who knew? Yeah. Uh, yeah, let's watch it. This is from 77. Yeah. Ooh, look at those pants. Yeah. Oh, yeah, this yeah. song. Yeah. <laughs> See? This is breezing. This is just, hey, I'm, I'm going to go for a walk in the sun. It's nice out. Yeah. Or you can just lounge in yeah. Ish's Lounge yeah. and sip some white wine. Yeah. You know what? I feel like I need a wine cooler. I'm going to go grab Ooh, a wine cooler. Yeah, bottles, bottles of James. Bottles of James. Yeah. So, uh... Yeah, I have a lot of George Benson. Yeah. Uh, George Benson has a lot of pop hits, has a lot of jazz hits. This actually was charted as a hit because it was the 70s. Yeah. And uh, I think it won a Grammy. Or at least the album. The album's called Reason in This would have been right before his cover of On Broadway was a big hit. Yeah. yeah. And this is before. This was also, I think, right around the time he was starting to get in with Quincy Jones. Yeah. And then he started making up real... Which is great. The thing about George Benson, why he's so big and has lasting power, because there's a lot of smooth jazz guitarists, but they don't sing. Right. And he sang, so he was able to ride that. I, you know what? I can I can do I a can pop do song. Yeah. I can do an R&B song and, and make bang. And I just learned this today. This is a cover. Oh. This is... Bobby Womack wrote this song. Ooh. Yeah. He wrote this in some... Some Hungarian... Guitar Virtuoso originally did it like three years prior. Yeah. And I can't remember the guy's name. And uh, in like 75, 76, George Benson's like, oh, I'm covering this. I'm going to do my version of it. Yeah. Did it. Became a huge hit. And the Hungarian guy got real mad. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, he stole it from us. Yeah, it's a cover. It's a cover. Yeah. It's, it's a, not a stand-up comedy. No. You can cover people. You can music. cover people. Yeah. And it's credit to Bobby Womack in, yeah. on the, on the, on the liner notes. So are there lyrics that go with this? No, song? there's no. Oh, so Bobby Womack's version is an instrument. Yeah, yeah, it's an instrumental that the the Hungarian guy did. Yeah, and then uh, George Benson uh, went and did it. Damn. Uh, yeah, and just he's a total package. Just a good-looking guy who can sing yeah. and play guitar. Yeah, and he look, sure does unbutton solo. And it looks good though. No, it's 1977. Yeah. and yeah. he's also just like. He's like grooving, like, I'm really good at this, and I really like how I sound. Yeah, yeah. and it's very effortless. <laughs> yeah, uh, I yeah. like a musician who enjoys himself. Yes. I also like when all the other band members are like just jamming and like so happy to be jamming. Yeah, they're just feeling it. Especially like as a rock and roll fan, it's cooler for guitar players to like look really intense, like, yeah, yeah I'm kicking ass, yeah. instead of just like, this is so fun. This is great. Yeah, like, you don't get that myself. a lot. Yeah. I'm loving this. Yeah. Um, but he has. Uh, he, he's played with Bob James. He has a Bob James album. He's played with Al Jarreau. There's another uh, smooth jazz guitarist that he's very close to named Earl Clue. They do a lot of collaborations with... I almost put Earl Clue on. Uh, Earl Clue is even smoother, but he doesn't sing. Um, and, uh, yeah, George still plays. He does, like... He, now he does a lot more. He doesn't 
record anymore. He does a lot of like jazz standards now. It's kind of his thing. But the thing about smooth jazz is because R.I.P. It's kind of dead. Yeah. Um, it kind of died. Uh, there, there's like varying stories. Like it died when the recession came, but it was on its way out. And then uh, you know how like ratings are 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 done. Yeah. They used to be done. Like by notepad, people would write down what they like and what they listen to. And then they came up with this thing called, it's either called PPPs or PPMs, which is this advanced way of like picking up what people listen to. And the the story goes, smooth jazz was so smooth and soft that you couldn't pick it, the, the, the machine couldn't pick it up. <laughs> and so all of a sudden, all these smooth jazz radio stations started tanking. Like yeah. not a gradual decline. It was like this immediate tank. And everyone went, smooth jazz dead. It was just a technicality. It was was one of those things a lot of people go, well, it was on its way out. It was waning a bit. This just kind of kicked it out the door. That seems apocryphal. Yeah. Yeah. It was on its way out. It was eventually going to die out because it just didn't become Nothing lasts forever. Yeah. Yeah. But this really just kicked it out the door. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's so of its time. Yes. It's so... I mean, it's still around now and and there are smooth jazz artists. They just really don't record. Yeah. They just, they do, they tour. Yeah. That's every genre. Yeah. You know, things come and go. Yeah. And George Benson's one of the only few artists that can tour alone. Yeah. Uh, they, have to, they all have to gang up and do like joint tours. Right, 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 right. Because right. they yeah. alone are not enough. Nostal- alone they're not Nostalgia enough. packages. Yeah. And, and so yeah. even, well, even like modern ones. Yeah. Like modern, modern, oh, yeah. modern artists. Where like we got, if we put us three together, we have enough of a fan base that we can sell out. Yeah. Right. And they do sell out. And what's actually was very cool one thing about smooth jazz uh, fans is it's super diverse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a really, really diverse yeah. group. It's older jazz fans, R and B fans, yeah. pop fans, but cocaine yeah. fans. Oh, the cocaine fans are the best. Yeah. Too. They really support the smooth jazz, <laughs> which I really appreciate. I don't know why I associate coke with it. It's probably what because it's coke is not a smooth drug. Uh, <laughs> I, but, feel, I feel like but it just goes with white wine. Is yeah, and also played <laughs> when like. It's the I, I would think like it's 80s. like the end of the night when yeah. like you're going home after the party and trying to like chill out, but you've done so much coke that you are just like not <laughs> right. There. The smooth jazz is to take the edge yeah. off. Take the edge off. Yeah. You, you get a glass of Chablis, yes. and uh, maybe put a nice tube in it, depending on how you feel. Yeah, yeah. and uh, put on some smooth jazz. Yeah. Yes. Okay, I'm really perplexed by this next song. Oh, okay. As a, as a choice for this episode. Well, I love this song. Oh, it's a great song. And I grew up, my mom is a huge fan of this artist. Oh. So I know this artist and this song very well. I put this on because Sting is smooth jazz now. Oh. He is now? Is now. Okay. He's been smooth jazz since he left uh, the police. So you, is okay. Is his album so. with Shaggy considered smooth jazz? <laughs> <laughs> he with Shaggy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Last year. That's so funny. Last. I put this on. I like the song. This is Stings, If I Ever Lose My Faith in You. I mean, to me, this is straight up pop rock adult contemporary. This is played on smooth jazz continually. Really? Continually. Now, I would... What about like Fields of Gold? You mean a shitty song? Fields of Gold? (laughs) It's from the same Fields of Gold sucks. I like Fields of Gold. Remember about me, part of my music history is when I was young, I was not allowed to watch MTV. But I was allowed to watch all the VH1 I wanted in, like, the early 90s. Mm-hmm. And VH1 in the early 90s was, was nothing but, like, adult contemporary. So yeah, Sting, Fields of Gold, and If I Ever Lose My Faith were staples. Oh, okay. I've seen yeah. this video let's, let's play it, 250 this times. This is a jam. It is good. I love this song. Yeah. Um, but this is on 
Smooth Jazz stations continually. Is There's it just because of that, like, sax hump? I think so. It's also, it's just, it's kind it of that good. mid-tempo groove that yeah. you can go, you know what, we can shoehorn it in. You yeah. know, and, I never really thought of that song like this, but yeah. it is, yeah. And it's been covered quite a bit. Fields of Gold has been covered many, many times by Smooth oh, really? Jazz artists, and oh. it's terrible, because <laughs> that song sucks. But I, this song is great. Yeah. I hear it on Smooth Jazz stations all the time. And I put it on to troll all my friends who are like, don't like smooth jazz. And I've always told them, well, Sting's on smooth jazz. Huh. And they're like, no, he's not. And I was like, he's on smooth jazz stations all the time. He's smooth jazz. I would say this is probably my favorite Sting song, including The Police, who I'm including the police. I'm pretty, I'm pretty wow. lukewarm on The Police. Wow. I'm pretty lukewarm on The Police. This is my favorite, definitely my favorite Sting song, not my favorite yeah. Sting with Police. But there's so much built in this, from those VH1 years. Yes. Like, this just takes me back to being like yes 10 or 11 years old oh my god this this is what takes me back to am i wonders i put on yeah uh because this is like 1993 yeah and uh i was living in chicago and uh it was may and i went and did uh a 10k run uh, along the beach and after the 10k run they were giving out free massages and uh this uh the run was sponsored by the Smooth Jazz Station in Chicago. Oh. And so they were there blaring music. And as I got a massage, they were playing If I Ever Lose My Faith In You. Huh. And I remember, I have this distinct remember going, I can do it all. I'm <laughs> 23 inches. Yeah. I had been to Chicago like six months. And I was like, I just ran a 10K. I'm getting a massage. Yeah. There's nothing I can't I'm do in invincible. life. There's, I'm... This is going to last forever. Nothing's going to go wrong in my life. And that's totally what I think I'm going to think of this time. Yeah, I did too. I feel like when I was 11, I was like, yeah, I'll be fine. When I was 23, I hated myself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Katie, still, do you still do. But, do you but... <laughs> yeah, I mean, I my favorite Sting song is Desert Rose. Is what? Desert Rose. I don't think oh. I oh my god! I like I really like that. But see, I like I don't mind Sting. I I actually think I might prefer his solo vibe to the Police. Oh, well, both interesting. I don't. Oh, I don't. I don't like his whole solo career more yes. than the Police. But this is great. I like Fields of Gold. I like stuff on Dream of the Blue Turtles. I like once I, he started playing the lute. I was like, yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> I like stuff from Nothing Like the Sun. Yeah, that was because it was jazzy, and Grand from Marsalis played on it. Um, I didn't get the pun of this album title until I was old. What is this? Ten Summoner Tales. Ten Summoner's Tales. What's What's Sting's real name? Oh, what is his real name again? Gordon Sumner. Oh, Stingy. <laughs> Come on. Sting-a-ling-a-ding-ding. <laughs> oh, Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Paul, I'm going to ask you this. Yeah. Katie, feel free to chime in, but I'm asking Paul just because of bass. Good bassist? Average bassist? Whatever bassist? I I mean, he's a bassist. To me, he's a bassist in the sense that he plays the bass. Okay. I don't think of him as, like, a virtuoso. Yeah. yeah. In fact, he has a really unique playing style. Like, usually bass players will either use a pick. Yeah. Or their two, uh, yeah. their index and middle finger to pluck the strings. He plays with his thumb, but doesn't doesn't slap it. No, yeah. He does. He uses his thumb for downstrokes, but he plucks. But instead of using his index and middle fingers, he downstrokes uh, with his thumb. Very odd. Yeah, that is odd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is odd. Yeah. 
Because usually there's a, on a lot of bases there's the thumb rest. Yeah, you put your thumb on the keys and fingers, yeah. to facilitate plucking. Yeah, yeah. But he he plays with his thumb and he sort of like he holds on to the uh, the top string and plays. Oh wow, it. it's very strange. Yeah, it's yeah. probably just how he learned it. He's not a bad bass player, but he just you know yeah. Uh, but he's a great smooth jazz artist. Yeah. It's like he just played bass in the police and then he just stuck with the bass. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. Good song. Oh, great song. Great yeah. smooth jazz song. You'll never tell me it's not. Uh, yeah, I'll tell you. You don't have to listen. <laughs> I don't think it's smooth jazz, but that's fine. Oh, it's 100% yeah. smooth jazz. Uh, okay. Well, let's talk about another artist we featured uh, on the show before. Another that guy just had to put on. Yeah, we featured this artist on our most recent B-sides. Uh, the Zibby Ribs. This, yeah, he was a B-side for Zbigny Ribchinski with yep. a song that was decidedly not smooth jazz. I think no. you agree. Yes. Diana D. Yes. You're talking about who? We're talking about Chuck Mangione. Yes, legend. Legend. Mm-hmm. Not doing Feel So Good because I didn't want to put that on. Well, that's the only Chuck Mangione song I know other <laughs> than Diana D. Yes. You might know this. This was like the next big hit after yeah. Feel So Good. This is, uh, yeah, what you won't, no, I just said what, what you won't do for love. This is Give It All You Got. Yeah. Give It All You Got was a hit, and uh, biggest claim to fame, it was the theme song to the 1980 Winter Olympics. Oh. He wrote it for the Winter Olympics. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, Give It All You Got. I got that. Yeah. I get so it. The, the, the uh, commissioner liked Chuck Mangione, and I think in the Summer Olympics, they used they might have used Feel So Good in some capacity or something, but then Katie's about to lose her mind. What? Uh, so, sorry. No, you finished your thing. Oh, no. So they liked it and they're like, hey, Chuck, can you do a, a song for the Winter Olympics? And it was Give It All You Got. Yeah, because when I think uh, music <laughs> to get me really psyched about sports, I think smooth jazz. <laughs> Chuck Mangione and the... I was like, I need some 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 intensity. Get me a flugelhorn. Give me a flugelhorn ah. stat. Right, right, yes. right. But this is actually a great... This is actually in the vein of uh, Grover Washington, kind of that... Yeah, jazz funk. It's 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 a great song. Not that this has anything to do with anything, but where were the eighty Winter Olympics? Do you know? Lake Placid. Oh, they were in. Oh, okay, yeah. they were in the U.S. I mean, that was the big U.S. wins uh, the hockey. They beat the Russians. Oh, Miracle. that's right, Miracle. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Kurt Russell. I don't. I'm not into sports enough to know that when that happened, it was yeah. in Lake Placid. Then it was the biggest thing ever, Paul. Well, I wasn't alive, Kurt. <laughs> All right. I wasn't either. <laughs> oh, that's. Happy I paid, birthday I, to me. I paid a lot of attention to the Lillehammer Olympics in 94 when it was the whole Kerrigan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Oksana yeah. Bayul. Yeah. Oh, see, okay. Getting off on a bit of a tangent here. But that's okay. It's not the Winter Olympics you, podcast. It's the Smooth Jazz podcast with Let's Chuck Mangione. Let's listen to Chuck Mangione. Yes. And this is, he's playing piano to start with, or keyboard would just start with, which I Ooh. did not know. And then he's going to jump right into that flugel. Wow. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Kind of in that funky vein. And I like that it says give it all got. Give, give, it, it, all give, give it all got. And this is great too because then he's gonna let the saxophone shine a little bit here. What were you gonna lose your mind out? I must So know. okay, there's this it's friends related because <laughs> Oh, I know this morning's here. Yes! What is yes. it? Well, so what happened is there's this there's an episode where Phoebe they go and stay at a beach house and Phoebe meets her which who turn, the woman who turns out to be her biological mom, Terry Garth. Yeah. And she finds a photo on the fo- on the fridge, and she's like, "Isn't this? doesn't this look like my dad? Uh, and <laughs> Terry Garth goes, and I swear she said that, no, that's Chuck Mangione. <laughs> um, so that's what I thought it was like from Friends, so I looked up Friends. Yeah. But when I put Friends and Chuck Mangione, there's a part 
where this guy is singing this morning song out the window. Yeah. Sorry. And it is... Uh, you didn't know Mornings Here was to the tune of Feel So Good? No. <laughs> but I just so know the funny. song. Mornings Here. The Mornings Here. Breakfast is here. The Mornings Here. The Mornings Here. Like they put a lyrics <laughs> I one song didn't know that that is genius. That's like my favorite song. Friends gag. I'm not a Friends super fan the way you are, but I, I love Mornings Here. I never knew that was the... I never knew because I'd, I'd never heard yeah. that. I didn't know that it was a joke. I just know... I sing that song to myself. The morning Shockingly <laughs> regular. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love it. That's oh, great. Yay. That's funny. You oh, I like him. so much about Friends. Yeah. Except for that. <laughs> That's amazing. Um... I love the casual dress of Smooch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like, especially the drummer's like, I'm going to wear a t-shirt hat. Yeah, yeah some can. tennis shoes. Probably some Keds. Oh, some Keds. Ooh, love Keds. But it's funny because Chuck Mangione really had a moment. Yeah. He really had like a three or four year stand where it was like, it's all about Chuck Mangione. He's still like a reference. Well, he's on King of the, he was on King of the Health. Oh, that's that right. He was a big, yeah, running game yeah. there. And he like, at one point, uh, uh, this is way you guys this is before your time but Memorax the tape video yeah. oh, that's not before is it live? my time I bought so many blanks so they used to have commercials is it live or is it Memorax yeah <laughs> and Chuck Mangione did one of them with Ella Fitzgerald oh and just whacking it up with Ella Fitzgerald yeah yeah and he also did the theme song to Cannibal Run <laughs> really which is <laughs> way, way way weird the song is way weird I've never seen Cannibal Run it's, it's an 80s staple that's not great yeah. but um yeah, Ooh. he Chuck really had the moment. And then now this is not smooth. This is just straight up jazz right now. This sax solo. The sax solo is, but because it's over that funk groove line, people yeah. kind of go, "Oh, it's smooth jazz." I don't mean it's. I just mean this is yeah. a hot solo. Yes. It's, oh yeah, yeah. He's playing the hot licks. Right. And Chuck is back on the keyboard, which I did not know till this video that oh, I'm sure he, he plays yeah. many instruments. Well, he has this big double album that I have on vinyl. Yeah. It's him at the Hollywood Bowl. And it's like iconic. Yeah. It's like one of those people like, it's almost, it's not like it and the scale, but like Frampton Comes Alive. Yeah. Okay. It's like on that scale. Or Hot like, August Night. Was that? That's uh, Neil Diamond. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Was that at the Hollywood Bowl? Uh, oh, I don't think so. Was Frampton Comes Alive at the Hollywood no, Bowl? No, it wasn't. Oh, okay. Uh, but it's just one of those live albums that like, is iconic. Well, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What is the instrument he's playing? Flugelhorn. 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 No one has ever famously played it more than him. No, I feel like he took it up just so he could be like, I'm going to be the most famous flugelhorn. Yes. This, I've never heard of anyone playing it other than Chuck Neither I. Neither I. And this this look in this uh, that he's wearing, I yeah. think in this video, they did, because they did commercials for this album. Yeah. And like, the commercial is Chuck Mangione's new album, Feels So Good, and it's just him hugging his flugelhorn. Yeah, I know, like, but I know the picture. Yeah. 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 It's and that's like they use that in the commercial. Yeah. He just seems like a fun dude. He's just again likable. Just, just happy. Yeah. He looks playing. like Chris Garcia to me. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you Chris Garcia would be like, thank you, Katie. He'd be yeah. really happy about that. Chris Garcia, yeah, he's a big music guy. Yeah. He yeah. loved Chuck Manjari. The uh for anyone listening, the the stand up comedian of note <laughs> used to work with us at the company <laughs> that, uh, will that will not be named. Yeah. Um Yeah, that was great. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, if there were a few artists before I got your your videos for yeah. this episode that I knew you were going to include, yeah. uh, and this next artist was one of them. I was yeah. not not going to put Charday on. Every yeah. time I hear Charday, I think of 
Oh, mm-hmm. that makes me so happy. I can't. <laughs> I, I, I stand hard for Charday. Charday yeah. Fossade Adieu. Um, this is uh, the sweetest taboo. Charday is always on smooth jazz. Always. Yeah. Like she's never not. Obviously, she's, you know, an R&B artist. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought of her as smooth jazz, but she also totally fits it. Yeah. Kinda. Yeah. I mean, it's. It, she's. Every song is on smooth jazz stations. Yeah. Uh, and this is uh, my. I'm going to say it's my second favorite Charday song. Ooh. The Sweetest Taboo. Yeah. Off of. Um, oh, God damn it. Not Diamond Life. Oh, let's just play it all. I'll remember it. Yeah. It's her second album. Is this the just official music? Promise. 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 The reason I don't think of her as smooth jazz isn't that she's not smooth. I just don't think of her as jazz. I think of her as jazz because her band is all based in jazz. But it's certainly, it's smoother than smooth. It's very smooth. I have a theory, and I'm not saying it on you. Well, I kind of am. I think people, when they like a smooth jazz song, don't want to admit that it's smooth jazz. They'll say, well, it's not really smooth jazz. And I'm like, yeah, it is. Because they don't want it lumped together like with... You know, because people don't like Kenny G and all right, that other right, stuff. Right, right, right. So they'll go, oh, I like the best not smooth jazz. I'm like, no, it is smooth jazz. I mean, I'll defer to you because you're more of a smooth it, jazz It follows the me. tenets. And I'm I'm not going to defend my opinion as hard as I will with Sting. <laughs> you mean the greatest smooth jazz artist who ever happened? <laughs> um, and I've said this before, and I love this video. Yeah. Because it's... Charday staring out in the rain. Yeah. And that's what you do when you listen to Charday. Oh, yeah. I would not listen to Charday on a sunny day. It doesn't work. Yeah. You got to listen to Charday at night. Yes. When you're like snuggled in, you've got some sort of comforter situation yes. Yeah. happening. Yes. Maybe an oil diffuser going. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. A special someone. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Or, see, that's why I like Charday. Special someone. Or you're like, you're just alone. Eating mac and cheese. And you're just like, yeah. this is, this is, she's no, You know what I want to do to Charday specifically? Cheat on my wife. <laughs> my special someone is not someone I should be with, right? Yeah. It's it's a little illicit, right? <laughs> it's I'm, a little wrong. That's me. I'm also unmarried. <laughs> so this is all hypothetical. This is all hypothetical. Yeah. She's like so beautiful. It's that's well yeah. insane. I mean I knew this, but like I don't think I've ever watched a video where her face is so close up on yes. her face. This is my favorite Chardet look of any time I've ever seen her because she's wearing jeans she's got a jacket on and her hair pulled back with big earrings and that's like right in my wheel big yeah. shoulder pads too it's uh, very 80s oh she's but, wearing but the jacket with no shirt yeah that's like a thing too okay. she's like dynasty on top but but casual <laughs> yeah like a jeans. ranch and she's just like I'm just gonna yeah. dance for me I'm just dancing for me right now Ugh. now is she is British or is she American she's Nigerian Oh, oh, like she is like from British, yes. Yeah. And again, I brought up before, Sade is a band, and Sade yes. is a woman. Yes, yeah. they go by both. What's her like first name? Her first name is Sade, Sh- but Helen. Oh, her her real name is yeah. Helen. Yeah, Helen Fulsad Adu. Yeah. And then she's like, nah, I'm not gonna go by Helen. No, I'm gonna go yeah. by Sade. Yeah. I'm gonna go by Sadie, but I'm gonna call it Sade. Thank yeah. you for for telling me that that's how you pronounce it. Because yes. Now, um, well, do we want to have that conversation? That you've, her, des- you've described it before that her, is it her debut? Sure her debut is Diamond Life, and it says pronounced Chardet in parentheses, pronounced Chardet, because everyone was just going to say Sadie. Now, what I read, well, you you brought that up yeah. on an episode of the podcast before, I'm and I hate here. to contradict you, yeah. but I read about it later, and the record company put that on the album, and it's not true. 
She does not pronounce it that way. She doesn't pronounce it Sade. She pronounces it Sade. That really? was just like the record company. Interesting. Oh, no. So I'm not telling you to change your ways. You've been you've been saying it that it's way your whole life. Yeah. Uh, but I read on Wikipedia, which never lies. Wikipedia always tells the truth. That that they put that on there, not at her direction. Very interesting. And it actually is Sade. She found a gun in his. I'm also from New England, so I add an extra layer of of confusion there. Even if it is supposed to be Chardonnay, my mouth doesn't want to pronounce it. It doesn't want to do it. It comes out the same way. Yeah. I don't know what this video is because you did bring up that she had a gun. Yeah. And I have no idea why. <laughs> and I think she's remembering this time with this guy. That he she had he with. had a gun. He in had his, a gun in his glove compartment. She found it. Yeah. But and she's remembering I'm in love with this gangster. Yeah, this guy European, who's like bad news. Yes. Who what kind year of is looks this? Like this is eighty five, eighty six. Okay, so they're totally trying to tie it into like that Miami Vice yeah. vibe. As well, they should. Like the uh, what's the um, Glenn Fry video? Smuggler's that's... Blues. Yes, thank yeah. you. He also kind of looks like an Italian Adam Sandler. <laughs> <laughs> I want you yes. to see if I'm correct when Yes I wanted to pause it here Because this has become Something that I do On the show now mm. Check out the bass Oh, oh look how high it is What kind of a bass is, is it Is it the one that you like That I can't remember the name of It's the egg shaped pit guard yes. You should know by now It's I, a Music oh, Man Stingray bass Music Man Stingray Oh it looked like yeah. a Stingray Played way high Which is the way Soup it should high. be I love, Especially for jazz. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I love that look when it's high. But I now feel an obligation anytime we see a stingray in a video, I want to point it as out. As well, you should. That yeah. guy looks like I saw him at like Intelligentsia. <laughs> this guy? Yeah. 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 See, that that looks coming back. He's very yeah. 2010s hipster. He got a pour over mm-hmm. and was on his phone a lot. Yeah. Taking advantage of that free weapon. <laughs> That's right. But yes, I mean, sure they. She she's got a trombone player in her band. Yeah, she's jazz, man. Yeah, they recorded a bunch, then took a break, recorded an album, took a longer break, recorded an album, and then recorded a song for Wrinkle in Time and has not. Has she had more or less the same band all this time, or is it like a wide ranging revolving band? She's had the band, yeah, and then I think throughout the years. Some have fallen off, and she's kind of just doing her yeah. own, her own thing. Good gig though, if you yeah. can get it playing Sade's band. There's one guy I can't remember if it's like the guitarist or the pianist who's like a big collaborator. Yeah, yeah. he's been in a lot. Yeah, there's a very specific tone to her music that's yes. unique. It's just it's 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 smooth and wonderful, and also slightly dark and sad. Yeah, slinky. Yeah, and still sexy, but it's still kind of like. Again, I I, I, I say I'm, I credit uh, Eddie Murphy in the movie Boomerang, where he <laughs> yeah. he gets dumped and he's like, all I want to do is go home, put on Chardet and stare at the wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, that's Chardet, man. You just sit there. It's also not on the her music. Never feels on the on the front. It feels like it hangs back. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's not very. Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's not a not aggressive, but also just like. Uh, it's not background music, but it's, sonically, it's like yeah, laid back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's very private too, so maybe that has something to do with it. Because it's mysterious. Yeah, yeah. so she's so she always kind of she's only giving you so much, man. But it also sounds timeless because it's not nothing else really sounds like it. Yeah, so it doesn't. You don't hear it and go like, oh, this is so eighties. Yeah, it just it's so right. Sade. Yeah, it's so Sade. Yeah, Sade. Do you know the significance of that? She wrote. Tom with two M's on the window at the end of the video. Isn't it Tim Moore? Like, probably like... 
Oh, T, yeah, it's Tamor. Or T- maybe Tamor. Oh, is it? Ta- like, oh, Tamor. Like, yeah, Tamor. Yeah. Oh. Like, oh, so the guy, like, language. maybe he's gone or maybe he died because he uh, was... In the crime. And so she's in the ring crying, playing with a band. I thought it was someone's name and I wondered, <laughs> is that just supposed to be the character in the video? <laughs> or is there like, someone in her real life that she's referencing? Just like Trevor. <laughs> <Yeah>. Todd. Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, who's next? Oh, up next is Paul's very excited. David Sam. This is the artist I most identify with. Smooth jazz. I can see that because again, it's like there's a there's a procession almost, and it's yeah. I'm being real general, but it's like Grover Washington kind of begat David Sanborn, kind right. of begat Kenny G. In the sense, that, wait a minute, wait a minute. Kenny G is Grover Washington's grandson. Oh yeah, you didn't know that? No, I didn't. <laughs> Paul, <laughs> do your research. Come on. <laughs> Oof, I thought you like music. Yeah. Um, they, uh, it's that each one opened the door for the other. Right. Of like, oh, I can, I can be a, a big star doing this. Yeah. Um, and David Sanborn, David Sanborn is like next to Grover Washington. David Sanborn was my dad's uh, next favorite artist and, and played the fuck out of David Sanborn. Yeah, he's a favorite of my of my folks yeah. too. Yeah. yeah, and this is a jam. This is uh him doing live doing Chicago songs. I don't think I know this song, but I've been surprised a couple times already this episode. Uh, you might like recognize it. It's nice and funky. Yeah. Ooh. Small crowd, it looks like. It, let's call it intimate. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, that's polite. <laughs> yeah. But I can't tell. It says Oni Filter. A O H N E Filter. Yeah, look at that C- keyboard right wow. there. Wow. Yeah. That dude is straight out of 1986. <laughs> yeah. All these guys are. And this, we talk about a band having fun. Just get ready. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if the Own Filter is the name of the venue or like a TV show. It said Own Filter Music Pub. Okay, so. Yeah, yeah. so I don't really. But it looks like it's it's filmed for TV. Look at but maybe that it's like moment. a local yeah. show. Yeah, like I don't know. Duluth or something. <laughs> Duluth. Yeah. This is funkier Hell, than I expected. Yeah. Oh, but there's that sandboard. Yeah. That fucking squeaky, awesome sound. The reason I like Sanborn is because more than any other smooth jazz artist, I can pick, like, I could hear a David Sanborn yes. lick that I've never heard before and know that it's Sanborn. That's very true, because even now, the thing about, like, smooth jazz is, even for me, I'll listen to stuff now, I'm like, I don't know who this is. Right. It could be any really talented saxophone player, but yeah. you hear David Sanborn, you're like, oh, yeah, he, he's got a He has sound. a unique tone. You yes. know Sanborn when you hear him. Yes. And this is, yeah, this is from 1986. I think this album is called Promise. Um, you guys, I'm surprised if you don't know this, you will love David Sanborn even more. Mm-hmm. You know, he did the saxophone solo for Young Americans. Yes, I did know. <gasps> yeah. That's David Sanborn. And yeah. he was also, he also played on Your Party by Ween. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Which got me going. Um, but yeah, he, David Bowie, uh, like, loved David Sanborn. I was like, do this Young Americans. Yeah. And so he did the, uh, the sex on it. And when you hear it, you go back and be like, oh yeah, that yeah. sounds like David Sample. Yeah. The motif he's playing in this song reminds me of Maputo, I think. Is that do do Yeah. yeah. Maputo's great. I love that you love Maputo. Maputo is, that was an early Smooth Jazz Friday yes. selection that I requested. It was. Because like, that's David Sanborn and Bob James yes. together. Uh, off the album Double Vision. Yes. I, yes. Was it the first Smooth Jazz Friday ever that we played Angela from... Yes. Uh, from Bob Touchdown? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. We, um, we talked about Angela on the show before. Yes. And this was... Uh, this song actually wasn't written by uh, David Timber. It was written by Marcus Miller. 
who's oh. a real yeah he's, Will he's Robinson bass, bass player yeah who who like gigs with everyone yeah oh his band is he having played with time. Return to Forever right yes yeah correct and yeah and he's collaborated a lot with uh, Luther Vandross a lot and just for the record the bass player in uh, Sanborn's band is not playing a Stingray just a regular old Fender just Jazz regular, bass just a Fender Jazz yeah nothing fancy but yeah tons of fun yeah. um but yeah, David Sanborn, really, that's one of those, like... Because I knew of Grover Washington, but I was still real young. But David Sanborn is, like, middle school, high school, early college, where I really listen to him. Because I just borrowed from my dad. A lot of kids in your high school class listening to David Sanborn. No, all the fucking kids in my school listen to my fucking dad. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, oh, when I was in high school, it was Fish. Uh, I didn't even have, like, there was no one cool even listening to... It was it all... Was, Shitty music that I hated. It was yeah. all, and I get that they're popular. It was all Neil Young, Crosby, Stills, Nash. I like them. I hate them. When I was in high school, was a lot of kids listening to Fish and Sublime. Yeah, oh. see, Sublime. I, see, Sublime. That's a crossover for me. That was like every fucking. I feel like suburban kids one. still listen to Sublime. See, but I can understand that because yeah. this was the eighties, and I'm like, why are you listening to shit from? Because Touch of Grey revived their. Touch of Grey like, is a very fuck? lovely song. There was a dude in my school who loved the Dead so much. He had a shitty band. And he tripped it all out and spray painted it with graffiti. Yeah. And the then wrote, on it. Yep. Yeah. Yes. And then wrote gratefully dedicated. Oh. So I was like, fuck you, dude. What's Let's he doing <laughs> now? Do you know? Do you uh, I, d- I don't know. You no. should find him and see what he's up to. I don't. I'm sure he's living a fine life somewhere. I tried to like the Grateful Dead for a while. And there are songs I, I do still like. But, I mean, they're they're old, they're, they're, they're very bluegrass and country sometimes, so it's no wonder you don't like it. By the way, there's the drummer with his hair. Wow, oh, that's shit. like a flat, yeah, flat, flat That flat is like top. geometrically. Also, can I just say, a common denominator of the last, like, four videos is that there's at least one person wearing those super baggy, super pleated khakis that yeah. Sanborn is wearing. Oh, oh no. Sanborn I mean, The guy, oh, the, yeah. the one of the guitarists in, uh, in uh, Sade's band. Yeah. Also was wearing them. I think I've seen them. A Are they Z Cavaricis? Z Cavaricis were probably a little later because I wore a lot of Z Cavaricis with a yeah. black leather belt. Oh yeah. This well, Z Cavaricis came with the belt. Came built with in. the belt. That was the. Oh yes. Yeah. Wow. I had a black pair and a tan. Yeah. Tapered, and tapered, and uh, pleated. Great for dancing. Yeah. Great for also a date because it was kind of classy. It wasn't jeans. Yeah. Yes, Steve Scales. I think it is. That is Steve Steve Scales. Scales. Okay, good. I called it. Good. Look at him. Katie, yeah. See, (laughs) smooth jazz is for everyone, guys. It's for everyone. Oh man. Yeah. Now there's some some guitar jam. But speaking of the look, that look, like the way David Sandberg looks there, I'm like, God, he's classic. Yeah. In my mind, that's like classic. That's how a that's how a man should dress. He was also the host of Night Music. Which was a great show. Yeah. We've talked about that before, and I feel like we need to revisit it. Yeah, we should look at it. Because there's so many great clips on YouTube from that show. Great show. And it was always on David Letterman. He was? Yeah. He would would just sit in all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And just sit in with the band. Night Music is cool because they shot it on the SNL stage. So it's the same stage that they were, you know, having the musical guest play on at the time. Yeah. It was in Studio 8H. Yeah. Uh, okay, I'm oh, curious Oh, I don't about... think you guys are going to know this one. Yeah, I certainly You don't. might know this song. This, uh, uh, 
This guy is Lee Rittenauer. Um, if you're a smooth jazz fan, you'd be like, fuck yeah, Lee Rittenauer. He's a guitarist. I'm a casual smooth casual. jazz fan, so I you don't know Lee might, I'm not, I typically go, oh, you're going to know this, because yeah. this was a huge hit in like 78. But I don't think you guys are going to know the song. Mm-hmm. But it's way... Uh, it's 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 different because... Well, just play it. Sure. Because Lee Rittenauer is a guitarist. He doesn't sing. Yeah. And you're going to love how he looks. I, this does yes, kind of sound on board. Ooh. On board. He is wearing a purple macho. He mix. looks like that dude who wore... He, the something good body guy in the 80s who wore the, oh, the yeah, body yeah. suit with the yeah, human anatomy. About the body. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, oh, oh! Check out the bass. <gasps> stingray! That's a Stingray, Yay. baby. It's a Stingray. See? Stingray might be the, the smooth jazz yeah, bass, bass, too. Yes. I think of it as the funk bass. Yeah, because yeah. it's, it's all connected. Yeah. So, this is Lee Rittenauer playing guitar. He's not singing. The bassist is singing. I think his name is Eric Tag. Oh. They collaborated together. Lee Rittenauer is like an acclaimed guitarist. Yeah. When he was 16, he was recording with the Mamas and the Papas. Wow. Ooh. And then, I just found this out. He uh, he played guitar on Pink Floyd's The Wall. Yeah. Um, apparently, they were doing The Wall, and they're like, we need better guitar. So they yeah. got a young Lee Rittenauer to do one of the songs. Not The Wall, but a song on the, the album. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it just makes me laugh because I'm like, no, this is my Lee Rittenauer. Right, but he's just a guy who's a virtuoso yes. and everybody wanted him for whatever because he can yeah. do it all. Yeah, and he played, he was in, you'll love this, there's a, uh, he was in the early, there's a super group, a smooth jazz super group called a Foreplay. <laughs> of course they were called that. Yeah, yeah, Foreplay. Yeah, it's like the, the Wonders stole the O-N-E. <laughs> exactly. The O-Neaters. So Lee Rittenauer, Lee Rittenauer was uh, an early member of it. And uh, Bob James is part of it. Ah. And so they constantly record and tour and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was played on pop radio stations a lot, too. Yeah. And this song just makes me laugh. <laughs> it just makes me laugh because it's... it's <laughs> Happy it's Minnie just, it's just It's just cheesy, smooth yeah. jazz. Can I And Lee Renauer, happy. Everybody is so happy. Yeah. Look at the... The, yeah. the keyboardist smiling yeah. looks like a math teacher. And yeah, <laughs> and Lee Rittenauer was really influenced by like jazz fusion and everything. Yeah. Oh, listen to the cor- uh, the break or uh, the bridge. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. This yeah. is as close as the episode has come to yacht rock. So yeah. Far. Yeah. It really yeah. is. Yeah. And uh, but this to me is an example of like Lee Rittenauer, like a guitar virtuoso, steeped in jazz, and was one of those. I bet you I can make a hit. Let me get a singer. Yeah, yeah, and, and I'll and I'll we'll just do a hit that'll be on the radio. Yeah. And fun fact, this apparently, according to Wikipedia, Wikipedia doesn't lie, right. uh, was one of the first videos on the first day of MTV. Oh, which makes sense because you know MTV is like we need fucking yeah, we need we need content yeah right and no one makes these yet <laughs> yes I, that Lee Rittenauer thing yeah put it on it's fine it's totally and, fine. and also it was before MTV put guys like who looked like this yes, out of business exactly <laughs> exactly but yeah Lee Rittenauer played for ever like he still does stuff he produces a lot um, good for him good for him they used to do. When there was a smooth jazz station in LA, because now there's really not, it's more like adult contemporary. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is kind of embarrassing. Uh, Dave, Dave Koss had a morning, Dave Koss is a sax, like Kenny G, yeah, mm-hmm. except now. They had a, he had a smooth jazz radio 
like slot in the morning and you could call up and request a song and he would play the saxophone live and do it <laughs> so you could email it yeah and so i emailed him That's great. and asked if he could play uh, just the two of us to dedicate to theo who was in a baby Aww. and he played it and they put me on they put me on the air and like i helped theo he was like like two months old and um, I was like, and he was just like this. He had no idea what I was doing. Yeah. Tiny bubble. Tiny Babies yeah. aren't really people. Oh, yet. No, he probably went. And now he's 6'1". It went into his brain box and probably formed a memory in his subconscious. Yeah. And then at some point he's going to hear that song and just be like, wow, this is tickling a memory and I don't know from where. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, I feel soft and And that's what protected. deja vu is. That's what deja vu is. Yeah. That is true. Um, that photo you posted of yourself when you were 18 it's, it scared me how much you look like Theo. Oh, like, yeah, it's, I was like, oh, shit. Because Theo's half Chinese. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. you. But that face, yes. that face, face is, is your mine. face. Yes, that is my face. That is my face. Okay, <laughs> you guys know this one. Because we played yes. Answer the Jess Friday. I, I love, don't know the song by name, but I certainly know I Herb Albert. You know Herb yeah. Albert. Once you hear it, you'll go, oh, yeah. And you'll recognize this is another example of a song that's been sampled. That's that to me is sort of become the theme of this episode of smooth jazz in general. Is there's a lot of songs that people don't know they know. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, because a lot of great funk hip hop artists have been like, "Oh shit, that's a good hook." Yeah, I'm well, just gonna, gonna borrow sample. that. Yeah. I'm gonna right. sample that shit. Right. And this was one of it. And everyone, you'll recognize it the minute you hear it. Herb Alpert. What's the name of the song? Rise from Rise 1980 by Herb Alpert. And this is not a cover of Public Image Limited. <laughs> it was originally, and then they, he changed it up a little. Oh, okay. Because you know Herb Alpert loves some Public and Limited. Yeah, he's a big Johnny Rotten fan. He but he ended up improvising on it so much that he got his own writing. He's just like, I'm just gonna call it this. Yeah. This is also five or six years before. Oh, was it? Yeah, there you go. It's 1979. Okay, so you're gonna write. Oh, already I know this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. This is funkier than I expect yes. Herb Alpert to be. Yeah. And yep. so I'll let you. Yep. Do you recognize the sample? I do, but I can't place it. Give me a minute. Okay. Let's see, Katie feels it. This is like G Funk era. Yes, but it's not G Funk. It's not G Funk. It's East Coast. Ooh. Yeah. Do you know it? Yeah. Tell me. It's, it's uh, hypnotized. hypnotized by the oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. Yeah. There you go. So again, hypnotized. I think more of the slick Rick, the biggie, biggie, biggie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. yeah. God, I fucking love her. Yeah. He's this also is like it. a rad dude. Like he gave back to his community. <laughs> yeah. Like he gives so much money to like music education yeah. in Los Angeles. Like there's a whole building at uh, New Roads at private school that was like him. But he oh, also yeah. does like other stuff with like music programs. Oh wow. That's all great, and I agree with what you said, but I think maybe that was the first time in history anyone's ever said the sentence, Herb Alpert is a rad dude. I'm real happy it was me. <laughs> Yay. I'm going to go on record saying, Herb Alpert's a wacky dude. He's a goofy guy. He's a goofy guy because yeah. this video's a little goofy. I'm going to guess this is his wife, which yeah, is awesome that he's yeah. doing it. Yeah. And they're just being wacky. We played him in uh, the Janet Jackson, the Janet Jackson which is a wacky video. Right. And Which then uh, Diamonds, um, that Janet Jackson, um, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis produced the Herb Albert song. There are a couple of them. Oh, I think it may have been the Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Jimmy Jam, I'm sorry, you're right. It was the Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis episode. Yeah. 
Janet did a guest spot on the song Diamonds. That was yeah. a Herb Albert song, and that's a wacky video with with uh, Jerome in it. Yeah. And then he has another wacky video uh, that Ziggy Ribs produced or uh, 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 directed. Right. So I think he's got this really weird sense of humor. I'm really into. He's handsome, right? In this. <laughs> oh, you're I'm into, into Herb Albert, right? Yeah. Now? I think you're probably right that that's his wife, but I also feel like it's the late 70s and he might have just been openly cheating on his wife. Like, (laughs) so brazenly that he's like, I'll put her in the video. I don't care. I think it's his wife and his kid. Oh, because did you see a kid? Yeah. And now now there's a bikini baby. There's just wacky bikini babies. And children. And then uh, just everybody. Just everyone. Again, they all stand her. Herb Albert is weird yeah. in a good way. He's a wacky, weird dad guy. My favorite uh, Herb Albert song is Casino Royale. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's the one in that uh, Peyton Manning sketch where they're on SNL, where yeah. Will Forte is the coach and he's giving them the Oh, laptop. sure. I've seen versions of that sketch. <laughs> yeah. I always think of the Michael Phelps one. Yeah. Where he yeah. dances to fancy pants. <laughs> I remember that one. Yeah, yeah. See, I love, and I'm a big. I like there, we go. there it is. Yeah. I like Herb Albert solo more than Herb Albert and the Tijuana Brass. <gasps> ah. And I like the Herb Albert and Tijuana Brass and you know, like I have obviously I have whipped cream. And other oh. delights. And other delights, oh. yeah. Because you have to. But that it's just the style of music I like more. Sure. I'm not that well versed in Herb Albert. I mainly know the cover art of Whipped Cream and Other Delights because yes. it's so famous and yes. iconic. Exactly. But I don't know any of the music on the album. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I haven't. I don't listen to it that much. Yeah. Uh, as much as Rise, um, which is right my way across. Yeah, because yeah. this is like 1980, 81. Wow. This yeah. is great. This is 1979 here, but this that could be wrong. Well, that's just what the YouTuber I was 80. I could be wrong too, though. But yeah, the bass line is hypnotized. Yes. I knew that I knew it, but I couldn't yeah. clock it. Oh, yeah. Just on the beach. That seems yeah. like a very smooth yeah, jazzy yes. thing, too. Yes, you're on the beach, yeah. playing some smooth jazz. Again, maybe there's a goober. This is what he is. This is what he is. He's a goober. Yeah, he's a goober. He's, he's, he's a, a goober. goober. He's an immensely talented goober. Yeah. <laughs> Who's just like, I'm kind of goofy, but yeah. look at me fucking play this yeah. uh, trumpet. Nerds with talent. Yeah. my wife. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean that that groove is everything. And there's a helicopter shot Aww. of them just on the beach walking. It's not a drone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the first drone yeah. that we've ever had. Fun fact. Yeah. yeah, and I guess everyone is still behind them as they go on the beach. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of weird. Like he's just trying to have a moment of peace yeah. with his wife, guys. Leave the man yeah. alone. Just a bunch of random He's trying children. to mack it to his wife. Yeah, I'm trying to get my yeah. wife here. It's their one date night, all right? <laughs> Let them have this. We, the kids are have to be picked up at 9.30. <laughs> we don't have time. Yeah. All right, we have one video left. This, oh, is, the, this yes. is the artist I've been waiting for. We've mentioned him a couple yes. times already. This is Bob James. Hell yeah. Kind of coming full circle. This actually is a song. It's called Submarine. It's from last year. And Oh, this is new. This, this is, is new. new Jack. Huh? This is new Jack. It's New Jack, but it's not. It's this not is New why Jack's I put it it's, yeah. it's um Bob James has a very famous song called Nautilus. Mm-hmm. You know Nautilus because it's been sampled, and I checked this three hundred and seventeen times. Jesus. <laughs> you will once you hear Nautilus, you will go, Oh God, this has been in every rap song. It's a Bob James song from like seventy four. Yeah. Bob James last year was like, 
I'm going to do a song called Submarine and fuck it, I'm just going to sample myself. <laughs> and so this is Bob James wow, doing Submarine. That's amazing. Sampling Nautilus. Nautilus. And this is a live version. And we talked about this, I think, a week ago, our last episode, yeah. where we want just drums, piano, and bass. Uh-huh. And that's what this is. Okay, great. That's, that's so all rad right. to just be like, yeah. 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 I'm going to, I get that this has been sampled 370 times. Yeah. So I'm going to do it. Why not? So uh, I'll see if you can figure out the big ones that has been sampled. Ooh, yeah. I don't know if I'm yeah, not. It, this is like be me hard. with lyrics. Like I'm not yeah. necessarily good at picking out stuff like that. But we'll see. We'll see. I know at least three that are big. Oh yeah, this is a new video. Yeah, this is like 4K. This is nice and crisp. Let's let's expand the video. Bob James has got to be an older. Child. Yeah. How old do we think he is? I mean, 80s. 80s. Yeah. yeah. Oh, upright bass. Yeah. That part. That's been sampled. I'm not really recognizing it yet. It's always, it's always, it's not the whole song has been sampled like that. It's snippets. There's little snippets of Nautilus that are in this. That's yeah. in there too. That's been sampled by rap artists. It might be harder to tell with some reason. That's a that is a big hook. That little keyboard thing is. So that little ding ding ding. That's that Wu Tang sampled that. Um, um, I can't remember if they get in there. There's uh, Nautilus, not submarine. Nautilus was sampled in Children's Story. Oh. That do 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 do. Yes, that's yes. Nautilus. Okay. I'll have to listen to Nautilus because I feel. Like this. There's something that sounds familiar. Yeah. But well, it's been sampled 317 yeah. times. Uh, Eric Beamer, Kim, Follow the Leader, sampled yeah. it. Yeah. Um, Run DMC did. Trap Call Quest, Clap Your Hands. Oh, that's one of my. That's probably the one I would lock into the most. Oh, okay. That's, yeah. Because that's a deep cut, but yeah. it's on Midnight Marauders. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's maybe my favorite track on Midnight yeah. Marauders. Um, I had like I I knew that Nautilus had been sampled. I didn't know about this till like a month ago. This yeah. song, but I knew of Nautilus and it had been sampled. I had no idea it had been 317 times. But sampling is also one of those things where like sometimes it's like that Tupac lift where yeah. a sample is just an entire chorus lifted yes. and it's just the whole hook of the song. And sometimes um, uh, a track will have like. You know, a dozen different samples, and yes. they're all very subtle little yeah. snippets that, when you put all the parts together, you can't necessarily pick them all out. Yeah, a lot of this, and that's what Nautilus is. They t- a lot of yeah. them just took a little bit of snippets. Right. Uh, yeah. My favorite version of like all parts of the Buffalo in terms of sampling yeah. is Jay Dilla's song "Working on It," yeah. uh, which is samples. Uh, the worst band in the world by 10cc. <laughs> <laughs> but he chops it into like a bunch of different Does he pieces. make it good? It's yeah. so good. Wow. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll play it for you. Oh, you don't, don't insult 10cc in front of Katie Willard. I love 10cc. I, I'm not in love? Yeah. yeah. Okay, and like that song. I like that song. Yeah. They sampled their own voices for that. Oh. They made it sound like a keyboard, but it's actually all there. Nice. Bob James this is rad. Bob James yeah. is awesome. I mean, he's still doing it. Yeah. And just the, I, again, just the fact that it's like, oh, I'm going to sample myself. Yeah, it's fine. Um, yeah. And I just, uh, I dove deep in Bob James like a couple weeks ago. I was like, yeah. oh my God, he's 
Just so much music. Yeah. We uh, featured a video of him before. I, what? We uh, I played a live performance of Angela. Of Angela, yeah. But what episode was that? I think it was a, of a B-side. Oh, that could have been. I think it was a B-side that you yeah. wanted to play. Oh, no, it wasn't. It was TV themes. Oh, yeah. Because right. Angela is, is the theme from Texas. Yes, that's oh. right. Yeah, that's right. You know that piece. Yeah. Yeah. That was our first smooth jazz ride. That's that right. Was the song. That was the song. Yeah. Memories. When magic happens. Yeah. I like this drummer just chewing some gum. Yeah. He's like, I got this groove. I'm, I'm, I'm in the pocket. I love the way real musicians make it look so easy. Oh God. Yeah. It's just like like they're just having fun. Yeah. But I, I mean, I have things that I'm talented in where I know what it feels like to be in the zone where you yeah. can just, you know what I mean? Yeah. We all have that. Yeah. Everybody's got their something. Like when I'm writing something or, you know, if I'm I'm an editor, so when I'm editing yeah. other people's writing, Same. sometimes, you know, I'll know how to fix something without... Now, I'm sounding really braggy right now, but like if a sentence that someone writes doesn't work and I know how to repair it without losing the writer's voice and, yeah. and I can just be like, yeah, bip, 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 I know exactly what words yeah. to pick here. And then when you become aware that you're in the zone... Yes. And you're just like, yeah, yeah this yeah, is the yeah. thing that I'm good at. Yeah. Yeah, you, know? you just kind of nod to yourself. It's, yeah. uh, you know what? Because you got your reps in. Right. My 10,000 hours. Yep. Yeah. You got to get them reps. Yeah. So you need to get them reps. They're golden. Nah, but I wish, I wish, we talked about this in the piano episode, yeah. how I don't wish I had stuck with piano, but I wish I had been good at it when yeah. I had studied it. Yeah. And I wish I was a virtuoso in any instrument. Oh, I don't me too. have yeah, I that talent. I wish I stuck with an instrument. Yes. I tried it a few times, and it's like like learning foreign languages. I've tried a few of them, and yeah. I just don't... If I study a lot, I can get by, but I feel like I just don't have the natural talent to be proficient. Yes. And man, I wish I did with music. Yeah, especially yeah. when you're that young and you can just Your brain soak is it up. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and to uh, talk on that, bringing it all first full circle... Yeah. Um, uh, Theo is going to start playing saxophone. Nice. Uh, he's like, hey, I have some interest he's in that. Fulfilling the prophecy. Fulfilling the prophecy, and he's going to be playing my dad's. Oh, yeah. you still have your dad's? My mom has it, oh. and I was like, he's like, hey, I think I might want to try a saxophone. I was like, okay, I think I can get my dad's. Yeah. From from grandma, let me call her. And I was like, you still have? She's like, yeah, God, please take it. She's like, I don't want to. I just yeah, because like, you're like, I keep it because I like. Yeah. Obviously, yeah, I want to keep it, but like, yeah. please fucking take this thing out of my house. She's like, I've had it since not, you know, the seventies. So yeah, and I was like, I don't, pay, I don't want to pay for a saxophone. Yeah, that was the main reason. Now I played clarinet for a few years. Oh, did you too? And, Shit, Paul. Yeah, and uh, I'm just saying, put some money aside for reeds right now because a beginner's oh, yeah. going to go through those oh, damn boy. things. <laughs> Forgot about that. I don't think did you play an instrument? I played the violin for oh. almost a year. But the practices were one day a week during recess, and I was in the third grade. So like, no. Oh, yeah. I started playing clarinet when I was 10, and it didn't last very yeah. long. But yeah. I remember you had to take clarinet in order to take saxophone. Like, you had to take clarinet oh, for two years, yeah. and then take, then you could graduate. To was saxophone. that just because, like, sax was cooler, and no one would ever play clarinet if they could play sax I think instead? it's just understanding the basics of a reed instrument on something that's a little simpler yeah. than a saxophone. Yeah. Oh, wow. Because yeah. oh. they, one leads into the other, I feel. Yeah, clarinet is a deeply uncool instrument. <laughs> Unless you're Benny Goodman? 
Yeah, but even then, yeah, it's not. That, yeah, that's true. <laughs> not as cool as the sacks. Yeah, but that was our last clip. Do you have any final words to wrap up your birthday episode here? No, I'm kind of spent. All right. I mean, <laughs> thanks for putting it together. I feel like this is one of those episodes we've we've been holding on to since we started this podcast <laughs> over two years ago. Like. We knew eventually this episode was going yeah, to Yeah, it was going to it was bound to come out. Yeah. I thank you guys for allowing me to talk of smooth jazz because yeah. I don't get to. This mm-hmm. is I mean between this and New Jack Swing, I feel like we've covered Kirk like yeah. real cornerstones of of your identity. I, I don't know what I have left. Yeah. <laughs> I have smooth jazz and New Jack Swing. Oh, that and... reminds me this is the last episode of Music <laughs> Right Now. It's oh, now Katie's taking over because I'm done. This is how you're announcing that you're done with it. I'm announcing my retirement. No, you're still going to do the show. It's just now you're just going to have to sit there while I talk about grunge. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait. That one is they... and is not grunge. Right, right. It's Nirvana, right? Yeah. That's what everyone only says. Nirvana. It's Nirvana's only Nirvana. Grunge, not grunge. That's right. But thank you, guys. Uh, that was awesome. Yeah. Happy birthday, Kirk. Yay. Happy birthday, Kirk. Yay. A good birthday gift for me. Yeah. But that's all for this episode of Music Raygun. Thanks for listening. Music Raygun is hosted by me, Paul Champanelli. And me, Kirk Pinchon. Thanks to our very special guest, Katie Willard. Yay. Thanks for having me, Gay. Our theme music is by Josh McDonald, a.k.a. Bagweed. His music is now available on Spotify, so find him there. That's Bagweed, spelled B-A-G-W-E-E-D, all one word. Our credits music is Ray Gun by Bad Bad Not Good and Ghostface Killer. If you like the show, please take a moment to rate and review it on your favorite podcast app. It'll help other people find us. And if you know someone who might like music, Ray Gun, please tell them about it because word of mouth is the best way to share the show. Until next time, see ya! See ya.